On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Everybody, welcome to the Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. We got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, uh, special guest co-hosting with me is Mr. Los from the podcast Malco Cast. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Malco Crew again. How you doing, man? Hey, man. What is up, Sebastian? Thanks so much for having me today as the guest host. What is up to uh, to you? And what is up to Andy? Andy Pohl, the man of the hour. Yes, sir. What's going on, y'all? Well, I wanted to get you on the podcast for you kind of do a lot of different things. You have a record label, you have a podcast, and, and a kick-ass band that I love to listen to. <laughs> so, but we are going to focus on your record label, Sell the Heart Records, which, by the way, he has t-shirts always for sale. They're absolutely fantastic. I bought the pink one. Because I, I didn't have a pink shirt, and I said I need to get a pink shirt. So, let's talk about your record label and what you do for bands that you sign. Sure. So, yeah, I started Sell the Heart Records about a little over 10 years ago. Uh, it was myself, actually, and a, and a couple of friends. We kind of started this in as like a group thing. Uh, that eventually kind of ended up just kind of being more like my own thing. Um, I mean, as, as a lot of, I think things start in earnest with like a group, mm-hmm. um, you know, people get busy and, you know, sometimes there's not enough to like keep people interested. Um, and I mean, you know, we, we had very little to do at the beginning except for just a brainstorm all the time. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think eventually just some people just said, ah, like I, I don't really have time for this anymore. Oh, it's not really capturing my interest or whatever. But I, it, I was like kind of the one who was kind of spearheading the whole thing anyway. So uh, I just kind of kept running with it. Um, but yeah, I started off 
I was living up in the Santa Rosa area, which is in the North Bay area of Northern California. Oh, we uh, know where that is. That's that's near my hometown of Vacaville. So, oh, so there so, yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was I was up there working with mostly local bands. And, you know, part of the idea was that I wanted it to be, you know, uh, kind of a, a way to showcase bands from that area. Um, mm. And, you know, because a lot of labels do that, like they'll kind of focus in on like a certain area or region of like the the state or wherever they're in and you know the the north bay area sonoma county um there had been other labels that had existed um prior um to me kind of starting this but there wasn't really anyone really doing anything within like the punk and indie rock world uh per se so um wasn't so much that, uh, that i was a trailblazer by any means but uh we were one of like the only real entities kind of doing that so mostly worked with local bands and uh, eventually kind of branched out and ended up actually earlier on working with a band out of Vacaville, actually. Uh, do you know the band Build Us Airplanes? I don't. I'm from Never heard of it. <laughs> no. Uh, well, no. Are, you, are you familiar with the band Monster Squad at all? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Monster okay, Squad, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you know, one of the guys from Monster Squad was in Build Us Airplanes. It was like a side, a, a side band he was in. And it was all Vacaville guys. And, cool. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, helped release a, a an album from them, uh, which is it's a great album, by the way. Like, I mean, it it's unfortunately one of those albums that I think um, didn't really get as properly served as it could have because the band didn't so much break up sh- shortly after, but they kind of they kind of I guess for lack of a better word, they kind of fizzled out. Like they kind of stopped playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a awesome record. Like especially if you're into stuff like hot water music or like bands like nothington or um i don't know there, there's like uh j- not, not so much jawbreaker but like bands kind of in that indie punk sound okay because monster squad mostly like a gutter punk right yeah monster squad is definitely more like that street punk kind of sound okay. um but these guys were uh, kind of a blend of more like kind of i guess punk rock and like indie rock you, that's you know. cool yeah. yeah it's a great record so but they, they were your first they were your first act on, on your record label? No, they weren't the first. Um they were one they were one of the first five though. Um the very first artist that we released a record from was actually the band I was in at the time. It was this instrumental, like I guess for lack of a better word, like post-rock instrumental band called Snipers. Okay. Uh, kind of think like explosions in the sky meets like Russian circles, meets like pelican or caspian or any of those like kind of heavier instrumental guitar driven bands you know all these cool bands like i wish i knew this this many bands like i know what the radio gives me and people on my podcast but it's it's cool it's i bet i bet you're exposed to a lot of bands having the label um on on top on top of being a musician yourself i know and touring and stuff like that but how many not to cut you off, but how many bands hit you up on like a regular basis wanting to be part of your label? Or better question is, do you turn down bands that want to be on your label? You know, it's surprisingly not a ton of, of artists that hit me up. Um, I mean, there are some for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I would say I would say that on any given year, I, I probably get hit up by around like 10 or so, yeah. you know, give, give or take a couple. Right. Um, I think, I think early on, um, like once I had kind of built up a little bit of momentum, uh, it became this thing where a lot of P- 
people in like the local area were like, Oh, you're putting out records. Like, do you want to help my band? You know, like, and it was more like people that I already knew um, wow. that were just kind of looking for somebody to kind of help them because, you know, right. I think for any band, especially like an independent band, part of the appeal of being with a, a label or being on a label is that, you know, there's like financial support that's right. going to come from that. Right. Now, you know, I always try to be very upfront with people and I tell them, it's like, listen, like I'm not a, I'm not a big label. It's literally just me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, this is not going to be like a windfall for you. Like, I mean, at best, like I might be able to pay for the entirety of like the pressing of the, of the record. And I might be able to like throw a couple of bucks at like online advertising for you, but that's pretty much it. You know, I, I talked with a, a guy recently on my show and we were talking about the pros and cons of being signed to a record label. And, and I ask bands all the time that are on my show, you know, are they signed? And a lot of bands, some are, some aren't. And the ones that aren't tend to not want to be signed or, or they are the ones that have been signed and are not anymore tend to not want to be signed. But what I had mentioned on the, on the show um, was I think that people with no experience that don't have the money to uh, backing a record label, even today can still help them out to push their music out there. Yeah, what I what I generally try to tell the the individuals or the bands that I'm working with that I'm best uh, at serving them with is just my time and my energy because what what I can do is at least somewhat facilitate a bit of like an online presence for them through mm -hmm. you know me posting stuff about their 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 album or their band and trying to get a little bit of exposure out there. Um, I mean, social media is not a silver bullet by any means, but um, I mean, this this last year in particular, I think has really spoken to the idea that without live music, without live shows, like there's this a lot of, there's just a ton of white noise out there, you know, right. on, on the internet. <laughs> yeah. and, and how do you really differentiate yourself as a artist, you know, within all of that noise? And yeah, really- bro, bro, you have to go naked online, man. You have to start <laughs> OnlyFans. Dude, you have to like chug a two liter bottle of milk or something, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something stupid. Well, you're not wrong, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and I, 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 I'm, I'm not even really joking when I say that. It's like, there are a lot of ways that as a musician or an artist or like a brand, like whatever you wanna consider your, yourself, that you can, gain an audience yeah but so much of it comes down to like what is your authentic self and and what is it that you are trying to really represent yourself as if you don't give a shit I, we can swear right yeah 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 oh, yeah. Too late. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah too late. <laughs> uh if you don't give a shit about having to like fit yourself within like a certain box you know uh -huh. and if you're just like dude I, i'm out here to entertain like i'm out here to be a brand and like uh, make art and like have fun and like all of that stuff, then you can literally do whatever you want. There's no rules. Right. And you shouldn't really adhere to that. However, I think most bands and most artists try to confine themselves within like a little bit of like a, a set of rules for themselves so that they can pinpoint an audience that, that is really looking for them, you know? Right. Cause when you cast too wide of a net, it can be, a bad thing, you know, because then you're spreading yourself so thin, but unless you're really, really good and you have just genuinely like mass appeal, that's probably not serving you very well. 
You know, you, you know, you know what's funny is, and this is gonna take you back to I started TikTok, and I think it was probably around the time you started TikTok. I I think it's similar, similar, and I watch your stuff and I share it sometimes. Um, you know, TikTok for me, what's cool about that is I could be my own person and do things when no one's looking, and as long as it's funny enough, I'll put it out there. And you know, people on Facebook get upset. They're like. I didn't come on TikTok. <laughs> well, then don't follow me. <laughs> don't follow me because if I think yeah. it's funny, I'm gonna put it out there. But I get to be myself and do a bunch of stupid shit on TikTok. And and TikTok is another way to grow your audience. Because I'm gonna I put on my TikTok, you know, follow me on YouTube and and then I do stupid other things that have nothing to do with the show. But yeah. is there anything that you wouldn't do on TikTok to kind of gain that audience? I mean no. Is there a boundary there, and what is it? <laughs> well, if you're if you're asking me, like as far as like the way that I try to represent like the the record label, because um, I don't I don't like I have a TikTok, but I'm not like on there a ton to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but I try to leverage TikTok like a little bit within the confines of what it's good for. So, like for instance, doing like little comedy bits or like something that I think might be clever or funny, you know. Um, just to kind of get attention because like, like what Sebastian said is like, if you use it as a vehicle to just draw attention to your brand, it kind of doesn't matter what it is you're doing as long as there's attention. And then you, then yeah. it's on you to like point people in that direction of like, Hey, like check out my YouTube channel or like check out these bands or like check out um, th this record by this band that's on my label. I mean, as as a vehicle to get in front of people, I think TikTok is fantastic. Yeah, for that. So because there's a lot. So I was basically unlimited potential with that. So Andy, I was reading an interview that you gave. I forgot where it was. Where you were describing what you look for in bands that you sign on to your label, and I, I believe the quote was something to the effect of, "Well, if a band has great music, but they suck at everything else—the marketing, the TikToking, the social media." And they're probably not going to be heard. They're probably not going to make it. But if the music sucks, but they're really, really good at social media and TikTok, they probably even won't get heard either um, because the music isn't going to connect with people. So, you know, given the whole landscape of everything that is out there with the social media, with the TikToks, what is that secret formula for, for getting heard? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I'm certainly not an expert, you know, and like when I, when I convey that kind of a message about like, you know, you can be a great band, but be horrible at the business or the marketing side of things. And yeah. so that's going to leave you flat. Or you can be yeah. like, an, you know, just an okay band or like, you know, you're writing like kind of generic sounding songs or whatever, but you can be great mm -hmm. at it and you still may not be able to connect people. I mean, I think that's going to be true about any kind of art out there, you know, like, so like a movie or like a comedian or like anything like that. But to answer your question, like, I think that it's just a matter of striking a balance between the whole thing. I mean, you have to practice your art. You have to become a better song crafter. You have to become a better, um, you know, manipulator of, of, of what it is that you're trying to convey through your music or like your lyrics or like whatever. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I personally think that there is, um, at least somewhat like a quantifiable way to determine like if something is good music, you know, mm -hmm. now that's not to say that there might be music out there that I think is horrible, but still tons of people are like gravitating to, you know, right. that happens <laughs> all the time, you know, however, uh, um, 
you, you know, I, I think that, you know, if you're kind of writing like the kind of general, like if you're trying to be like a rock band and you're generally writing like the wave of like a Beatles style of song, you know, then you've probably got a decent thing going there. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you have an understanding of like what a good song sounds like. Right. But you have to, you have to pair that with this marketing um, enthusiasm and like a little bit of savvy when it comes yeah. to like, getting your name out there and like branding is a yeah. huge thing. Like, I'm sorry to say it, but like anyone that isn't considering that as part of their agenda in terms of how they promote themselves and get themselves out there into the world mm-hmm. is in my opinion, doing themselves a huge disservice. And yep. you know, you it's, I don't know, it doesn't have to be like a really big thought out thing, but there has to be something there, you know, cause yeah. th- there's only so many people that are going to be really lucky to strike gold. Yep. Mm-hmm. Only if couple, you know, you know, I'm lucky that uh, I got a producer that helps me out and helps with the branding and I'm all over. Like you kind of said earlier, I'm one of those people. I'm all over the place. I was even talking about doing like a, a like a ghost hunters type thing on my show. And he's like, dude, stick with one thing. Do this one thing and don't go bouncing around because people are going to lose interest. I have the followers growing, so so stay with it. I think the formula, though, is don't suck and be good on social media, and then you'll be all right, right? <laughs> that's a good balance. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I can tell you, though, being in a band, like, it's a relationship, right? But there are some people who just don't give a damn about doing any marketing, any social media, but they're great, excellent musicians, and that's enough for them. They they don't care about doing any of the other shit. And I I always like to draw this this um, sim, sim, simile, if you will, where you know when you're in a band, you're in a boat, right? But if only two motherfuckers are doing the the, the rowing, you guys aren't not going to get anywhere, nope. you know. And so every single one of the guys in the band has to row that boat in order for the boat to go upstream, so that you guys can have success. That's good. You know, I mean, that, that's a great analogy. And, you know, I've been in a number, a number of bands over the years and, um, you know, it's, it's typically true. Like there's generally only like a couple of people, you know, sometimes even just one, you know, kind of driving everything. Yeah. Uh, now th- there, there are, there are bands that I've been in where everyone's kind of carrying their weight or like everyone's got like an assigned, you know, uh, maybe specialty or something like that. And that, generally does serve a lot of good purposes for a band in terms of being able to move faster, you know? Um, like if, if one person really dedicates their time to like all the branding and like the marketing, like the logos and like another person is only booking shows and like another person is like the main songwriter or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. or, and I mean, shit, like you could even be the person who is like the tour manager. Like that's what you're good at, you know? So you handle those duties. Um, if everyone's like you said, like pulling their weight, and spreading the the workload out that certainly helps because man it, the burnout is real like when i've oh, certainly yeah. been that person in bands before where i'm like dude i'm like yeah. I'm like doing all this work and like i know that you appreciate it and that's fine that you appreciate it but i'd like you to kind of do some of it too <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah i know <clears throat> that's what's cool about a podcast uh oh, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna talk about that also it's, you kind of just get to do it i know i have a regular co-host also but Still, it's like, you know, a lot of it's just, if everyone left, I'm still doing, I'm still doing it, you know, but I do want to play, um, the first band next cars. And what do you, what do you want to say about next cars and the video? Sure. Well, uh, yeah, they're a band out of New York. Uh, they're one of my more recent, uh, I guess signings for lack of a better word. Um, 
and yeah, they're they're like a great kind of punk rock, kind of post-hardcore band out of New York. Really great uh, band if you're into bands like Hot Water Music or like Leatherface or uh, Nothington, Dead to Me. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of like gr- griddle, gritty vocals a little bit, but like really okay. good tight musicianship. Um, yeah, I, I, their album is going to be coming out uh, this summer. And this first track is is great. It's a great representation of what they're all And about. this song is called Jarring, correct? Yeah. All right, let's check it out right now. Here we go. Let's do it. Do it. drummer ever quits and the whole band moved to Oklahoma City, I'm their guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm their their guy. I do want to change the focus a little bit. We are going to play Decent Criminal here in in a little bit, but I do want to change the focus onto your podcast, uh, Question the Answers, which is a super cool name for a podcast. And I've seen a couple of your episodes. What's your main um, objective for having the podcast? 
well, the podcast kind of started as an idea of mine to just really try to showcase different types of individuals within the music scene. Um, not so much focused only on musicians themselves, but mm. the fact that there are people out there who are within the music scene who do a lot of work within the music scene that sometimes don't always get like the same type of, um, I guess, being showcased, you know, uh, mm. being showcased the same way. So like, for instance, like people who promote shows or like own venues that host shows, right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe like a, a person who's like a booking agent who does that as their job. You know, I mean, that's a key role in like the music yeah. um, or potentially like somebody who runs like a PR agency, you know, who helps with like public relations and getting media like press and stuff like that. I mean, all these people oftentimes are also musicians. So mm -hmm. I figured it would be kind of a great way to, you know, strike a balance between talking about the musicians, talking about their albums, but also talking about the other work that goes in to being part of the, the music scene. So like, every now and then, you know, I'll have just a band that has no other um, either, you know, role or they don't have like another job within that. But uh, more often than not, I try to change it up and keep it a little bit di uh, different and focused on the, the different players that play a part within the music scene as a whole. It is, it's so different too as a podcaster and you, and you can appreciate this and you'll know it also. And Los, I don't know if you, you were co-hosting with me, but I don't know if you've actually ever been a guest on somebody else's podcast, but it is totally a different feeling from actually doing the podcast yourself. Now, co-hosting is probably the same feeling, right, Los? Oh, absolutely, dude. It, it is very, very, it's, it's a, just a different hat that you have to wear when you're going on as a guest. You know, and yes, I have been on people's podcasts as guests and yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a fun little distraction. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to ask Andy was, you know, you're, you're, you're in Tsunami Bomb, mm -hmm. you're doing your record label, you added on a podcast. I mean, what made you want to, to do, start this podcast and how long have you been doing it? Uh, the podcast started last year. Um, it's something that I had flirted with doing for a while, like maybe like a couple of years, but I hadn't really come up with what I felt was like a good enough, um, I guess, theme, you know, because um, mm -hmm. I, I think much like with, you know, running a label or like doing like, a, I mean, like a band, like you, you kind of want to pick like a genre to like, you know, right, like a niche. Yeah, like a niche, a niche, sort of a niche. Yeah, right. you know? yeah. And um, like I knew music would be probably my most like you know like my easiest route to go but right. within music there's so much to talk about and so it took me a while to kind of figure out okay well what what it is that what is it that i'm going to showcase and so once i came up with the idea it's like well maybe i'll just talk to people who like do these different things and like you know maybe that will, will be interesting to people and i mean you know it, it's it's been like not only a way for me to reconnect with a lot of people because unfortunately fortunately you know being in a band and being in bands over years i've made a lot of connections i've made a lot of friends and like yeah. I, um most of the people that i've had on the show in some way i've either known or met over the years um mm -hmm. some of which i had never met before in my life like just they, they kind of came to me from through different avenues but mm -hmm. um I'd say like at least half of the guests that I've had on the show are people that I already had some sort of connection with. But another reason was kind of just to give me something to do because um, during <laughs> yeah. this whole pandemic, thing, COVID. I, like I had extra time 
Um, now, mind you, like I'm currently, I'm currently without a job. Like I, I got, um, I'm unemployed at this point. Um, but for the majority of the time during the pandemic, I was working full time. Mm. Uh, so I was, you know, I, I had to balance my full time job during the day yeah. with doing the label. The band, you know, had taken a back seat, so that kind of freed up a little bit of space, a little bit of time in my day. Mm-hmm. So with that extra time and me being at home and just kind of things, dude, I, I kind of want a project, you know? Yeah. So. That, yeah. That's why I started mine too, is I was kind of bored and, and I like music, you know, just like you. Uh, now, Decent Criminal, this band has been on, uh, on yeah, okay, he's a <laughs> Decent Criminal and I'm wearing Represent it, baby. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sorry. I got, I got to, re- you know, pop, pop a <laughs> 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 That's real. <laughs> uh, we're all representing, you know. I gotta we're all represent. We're all represent something. Uh, <laughs> uh, decent criminal. I saw uh, Mark McGrath. Is it Mark McGrath or Mark McGrath? Mark McGrath. McGrath. Yeah. Yeah. He did a uh, blind reaction video and was full of compliments mm-hmm. while he was watching the video. So how did that? How did that even happen? Well, so. I was surprised by it. Um, apparently, I think either a friend of the band or just somebody, I, I, can't, I don't, maybe it was even somebody in the band, um, but somebody used that cameo service, you know, like you've heard oh. of cameo, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they paid to have Mark McGrath do a, uh, a blind reaction to the song. And, oh, cool! Super and, interesting. Yeah, from from what I understand, there are some people on that service that are willing to do that, mm-hmm. and then there's others that are like, we won't, like, we won't do that. Like, we're just gonna give like, a shout out. That's it. Yeah, like, like if any, like, you know, because the whole cameo thing, from what I understand, is supposed to be like you basically hire them to like send a special message to somebody, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But Mark McGrath's like, fuck it, dude. I'll I'll do a blind reaction, whatever, dude. Just give me the give me the cash, you know. Um, and what was <laughs> give me the cash, it, motherfucker? Give me the cash. Well, hey, man, you know, it's, dude, fuck, dude. If, if I was in his same position, dude, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You know, but what I really loved about it was like, I, I think he genuinely I do too. really liked the song. And yes. like, he, he had a lot of great things to say about it. Like the, the, the comments he was making, I thought were really tasteful and like actually really accurate. Like, yep. you know, so like the way he was describing it, I'm like, dude that makes a lot of sense. Like that's a really good review of the song. So like, I think he genuinely dug it. So remember, he, was, he was like in a, what, wasn't Sugar kind of like a punk band anyways, like started off kind of punk rock. Yeah. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, Sugar Ray was kind of like this, I guess, pseudo like hard funk yeah. punk rock band, you know? And then eventually like, you know, he did like the whole pop indie pop. Yeah. Band. But he still knows what he's talking about when it comes to punk rock. He yeah. Dude, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's no like, he's no like, you know, sugar pop like uh I, I mean i don't know like he he's not like a tool of like the music industry like you know he started off right. as like a, a genuine like yeah. independent musician doing his thing he wants to make money i mean it's like yeah. his band just got really popular and like you can yeah. hate on sugar ray all you want yeah who cares it's like dude they wrote some good songs what can you say that's right yeah. that's right yeah. let's play decent criminal what's this song called uh it's called reap Reap. All right, here we go. Oh no, bizarre. My bad. Bizarre. Okay, bizarre. Okay. How bizarre? How bizarre? How bizarre? (laughs) (laughs) 
That old both our bands are fucking sick. <laughs> That's pretty you cool. You can't swear on my show. Just kidding. <laughs> the, what's cool about that video is they found a really unique way to shoot a music video with a bunch of different people during COVID. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, I thought cool. it was really great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Last thing I want to touch subject on. That's why we have Andy Pole instead of all these different things, or instead of like one thing, because I kind of want to talk about different things. I know the band's not here. But is there any uh, anything new with Tsunami Bomb at all? Uh, well, during the pandemic, during like you know everyone being locked in, uh, the band managed to do some work. Um, we did record a couple of cover songs that got oh. released. Um, well, one of them is being released soon. I can't really divulge too much information about that, right. but. Um, one that we did release was a cover of a uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates song called Out of Touch. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I love that song. Yeah, so that was a fun project. We did that. Um, and then, yeah, we, we we recorded another one that hopefully is going to be announced here in the next few months. Uh, but it's it's there's just some other st- details being worked out about it. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, you know, we, we've been working on demoing a bunch of songs for an upcoming album. Uh, we don't specifically know yet uh, about any kind of specific time frames, but uh, ideally what we will do is now that everyone's been getting their vaccinations, like I'm, I'm one of the, like, I think myself and Kate are the last two to get fully vaccinated. I got my last shot. So my, my fully vaccinated date is actually a week from today. Awesome. And then that's Kate, great. I, and yeah. And then, then Kate, I think will be like a week later. And so what we want to do is we want to, you know, get together again and like really work on these songs in person. Now, Oubliette lives in, in New York. So it's, it's harder that's for right. us to get all of the all five of us together. Cause we have four of us on the West coast, one of us on the East coast, Right. but we want to try to record all together uh, for this next record that we want to do. Uh, the, the last record we did, we had to do it really piecemeal. Um, and a lot of that was because of just our logistics, uh, uh-huh. you know, 
but we we kind of made a, a decision that as a band we wanted to make sure that this next recording would be all done together in one spot so there's cons- we're, we're considering going to where Oubliette lives in new york to record oh. out there there's a really really great studio out there that we might try to do uh the recording that um, there's also the possibility that she might come to us and then we might just record out here in the West coast as well. Um, huh. but you know, th- there's, uh, there's goods and bads to either one. Yeah, of them, so. for sure. Yeah. When you guys do let me know, I'd love to have the band back on and I will give you on, on a little secret that I, that no one really knows, but when you guys are on the podcast, I think it was back in like December, maybe, or January, I forgot when, whenever yeah. it was, I don't remember, but my microphone didn't work for a good 10 minutes. And so, so I actually, I actually went in there. I was talking, but for some reason it wasn't working. I think the guest I had on had was having a storm and it messed up my Wi-Fi. I don't know, but I went in and pieced. I made up other things and plugged it in to to make it sound like I was there because I was there. Nice. So the secret's out, and there, but I made it sound. I made it sound good. So I was like, "What? No, this can't happen." I was so frustrated with it, but. Wasn't it was fault, but you, but you threw some voodoo magic on that. Yeah. <laughs> made, made it work. The magic and the power <laughs> of editing. You know? Exactly, right? Exactly. Now, now now I don't edit at all because I just say screw it. I mean, I just record it, play it, then I upload it to YouTube and everything, and done editing. If I go. do a bad job, I do a bad job. The, yeah. the show goes on. Is there anything else, Andy, that you wanted to say about um anything that you're doing? Um, that maybe we didn't ask or something that you want to put out there before we end the show. Uh, just, you know, I, would love for everyone to just at least go check out the record label. You know, you can go to sell the and there's links to everything there. Um, you can go to our band camp. We have a web store that's separate from Bandcamp. Um, one of the things that I really encourage people to check out is we actually have a vinyl subscription option where yeah. you can sign up and you get basically the best price that you could get all of our records at it's just that you're paying for all of them up front and you get all of them throughout the year. Um, and they will be, and that includes shipping. So that's an option. Um, the podcast, you know, I'm always looking for people to try to give it a listen so you can find it on, you know, Apple podcasts, you can app it on uh, Spotify, Stitcher. And then I also do video of them as well. So you can find it on our YouTube channel. So I'd love for people to come and check out the YouTube channel, subscribe to that. Uh, that's also where all the bands music videos are hosted as well. Um, as far as tsunami bomb goes, you know, there's stuff coming down the pike. So, you know, please, you know, pay attention for when that comes out. Uh, we will have new music coming out hopefully by early next year. It probably won't be out this year, but ideally sometime early next year with a brand new, uh, either an EP or a full length. Um, and then just, yeah, I mean, you know, I'd love for people to pick up the records from Sell the Heart Records and support the label any way they buy can. Buy shirt. Buy shirt. Yeah, buy a shirt. I mean, buy a shirt. Subscribe. Well, comment. Yeah, all something, of that. <laughs> something I really want to point out too is like, you know, people are sometimes um, not sure of ways that they can support bands or artists or or podcasts or or anyone doing creative endeavors. Uh-huh. Simple things like sharing, liking, commenting. Yeah, that stuff. Yes, sir. Is huge it's it's more valuable than i think people give it credit for so it's it's currency it's currency maybe and if 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 you don't have like the extra bucks to spend on a record then just comment or leave a mark leave a comment or share share the post or like do that yeah i'm telling you people 
Yes. They'll love you for that. So consider that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love when people share my stuff. I'm like, yeah, right on. It's yeah. it's cool. You know, it's, it's absolutely cool. Um, I want to thank you for uh, Andy for being on the show. Los, I want to thank you for being a co-host on the show. And everyone, also please go check out Malco Cast. It's the guys of Malcontent plus Los. They have a really uh, news kind of newsworthy uh, podcast. I was on the podcast with Ava uh, recently on YouTube. It was really really fun. So a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of laughs on there, and I got made fun of a lot, which I love. So that's okay. <laughs> I, I don't want you guys. What, what were you gonna say? I said before we go, um, uh, wanted to ask you guys if you guys had any shout outs to give out. Yeah, everyone that's been on my show and everyone that's gonna be on my show. <laughs> yeah, I just like give give a shout out to all the bands you know working with us on the label. Um, obviously, to my bandmates, uh, to my wonderful wife April, and just to all my friends. You know, everyone out there listening. Shout out to my wife too. So you know, yeah. I'm going to gonna shout out my wife too, so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shout out to my other wives, Anthony and Heath. <laughs> We're in this marriage. It's called the Malco cast. So. There you go. All right. And also shout out to everybody who likes, comments, and shares on all of our things that we're doing right here. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Here is the outro. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Does something short of tragic have us back again? Does anything that's good really have to end? A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button. Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out, rock on, much love. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money... Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions, and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. 
Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.